0: You're listening to wholesaling Wholesalinging, episode number 275.
1: I love being yep. the visionary. Yep. I love that I married an integrator yep. because that, it takes pressure off me knowing that someone else has my back. Yep. And I don't say we ever have any weaknesses, but that's just not my strength. Yep. And we don't step on each other's toes. He let me be who I am. I let him be who he is. If someone comes at me with something that I know is an integrator question or issue, I say, hey, listen, you want to talk to my husband in regards to that? I don't handle that part of it. Yep, He does the same. So we compliment each other like yin and yang.
0: Love it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Wholesaling Inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player if you still use one, it's a no-brainer. To take advantage of this special offer, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash Wholesaling Inc. and download your free audiobook today.
2: the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome back to the Wholesaling Inc podcast. That's right. We are back. I am Brent Daniels, your host today. And this show is going to be on fire. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be a fiery banana of value and an unbelievable interview that I have with two professionals that were featured on the Max Maxwell's We Live stage. Also, we shared a stage together at the REI Black Book event here in St. Louis. This couple is absolutely phenomenal and we're gonna deep dive a few things. We're gonna deep dive how to get deals from driving for dollars. We're gonna deep dive how to work as a married couple. This is gonna be crazy, this is gonna blow you away. We're gonna talk about mindset, we're gonna talk about taking your business to the next level. But without further ado, I have the Be Polite Properties crew with me, which is Mr. Dedrick and Crystal Polite. Hello, how are you guys? Hi, how are you doing TTP? All right. I'm excited to have you guys here on the podcast. And also, if you guys are watching this or listening to this, you can watch this at Brent Daniels Real Estate on YouTube, Real Estate Coach on YouTube. So definitely check that out. But guys, tell me what's going on. Give me some background on you guys. When did you guys start getting into wholesaling real estate?
0: We got into wholesaling uh, January 2017. We took a three-day seminar, and we got into the funnel of the education of getting into the wholesale business. We both still have full-time jobs in corporate America, but uh, we got into January 2017, and it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. What was your background? What were you guys doing? Uh, so my background um, was in corporate America, corporate sales and marketing. I did pharmaceutical sales. I've done software sales. I actually still have a W-2 job in corporate America. Well, I make over six figures, uh, multiple six figures, but you know my goal is within the next six to 12 months to be able to walk away from that, with a, be able to replace that with passive income from real estate. Um, my wife, about a year into the business, she was able to retire. We actually were able to fire her boss in June 2018, about a year and a half after getting into wholesaling from corporate America. So she can go full time into the business you know, talk about and your background. my
1: background I actually came from real estate appraisal bPO world collateral analytics so I actually came from um I was with an appraisal management company at AMC out of Massachusetts I was with them for about seven years and I was working remote once we uh, relocated to North Carolina so I did that for I was the manager for that company for about seven years and so I really got to learn the other side the banking side of real estate and appraisals and the BPO side. So it definitely helped us
2: when we first got started. Awesome. So BPO, just so that everybody knows, means? Broker price opinion. And what do people use that for?
1: They basically use it for, it's kind of like a short form of an appraisal. So banks um, and lenders will order a BPO to get like a short form valuation of a property. Um, If you don't want a full out appraisal, they'll order a VPL on it's, it's
2: like an appraisal light. Exactly. Right. <laughs> okay, great. And is that how you found wholesaling? I mean, did you, did you hear about wholesaling from being in the industry? Did you guys, I mean, how did you even come, how did you discover it?
0: I found wholesaling probably like 2012, 13 from um, a guy named Nasser out of Charlotte, the real estate guru. Yep. Found him on YouTube and started binge watching a lot of his stuff and Again, I had analysis paralysis for the first, you know, I bought my first rental property at age 27. Then for like eight years, I didn't do anything in real estate. I just read and read and read and analyzed and didn't take any action. Yeah, sure. And finally, a couple of years ago, my wife, she's a serial entrepreneur. She's like, look, you keep talking about wholesaling and flipping houses. Like, let's freaking do this thing. And she kind of like pushed us into it. Like, "Hey, let's start, start taking action. Right,
1: because you know, if I get involved, it's a route we got to do it. If I have to start <laughs> thinking
2: about it, we gonna do it. I so. love it. I love it. So uh, you're watching YouTube. You're reading all these books. So you obviously were bit by the real estate bug early on, right, Dedrick? I mean, you said that you went from you you bought a rental property at 27. Now it's eight years later. You're still thinking about it. You're still reading. You're still it's still in the back of your mind, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 21. I house hacked my first rental property at 20. I think it was like 26, 27. I bought a triplex where I was living in Boston. Had a corporate job. Uh, It was 2007. Uh, I got 100% financing on a triplex because I read a book, "How to Buy Houses with No Money Down and Get Cash Back at Closing." Mm -hmm. I did exactly what it said in the book. My lawyer told me it wasn't possible to get a check back at closing. The mortgage broker, everybody told me it wasn't possible, but I I got a check back for 1,200 bucks when I closed on that triplex. Yeah, and if they one unit rented out, the other two. And it paid for my mortgage. I still own that property to this day, has a ton of equity, great cash flow, but that was my first investment in real estate. But then I didn't do anything for like eight to 10 years until now and not fully into it.
2: That's because Crystal was like, hey, we're getting into this. Right, we kind of started
1: a little earlier When we first met and we got into like the whole Airbnb thing.
0: Yeah, Airbnb. So
1: we got into that and it kind of gave us a bug like, hmm, we made a ton of money in like three months. Just Airbnb in my apartment out.
0: So this is when we first started dating. Uh, We've known each other 10 years and we were just dating. I got laid off from my sales job selling software because I was uh, sucking wind at that time. I got fired. And uh, I was walking around the house moping and kind of depressed. And she really kind of kicked me in the rear. It was like, listen, you can't walk around here depressed because you got fired. Like, you're worth more than that. That job lost you. You didn't lose them. And she really said, hey, now's the time to follow your entrepreneurial dreams, follow your passions. And I had heard about Airbnb. Mm -hmm. This is in 2012. I heard about it from a coworker. It was like, hey, every weekend I go to New York, I rent my apartment out on this website called Airbnb, and it pays for my trip. I was like, Airbnb, what's that all about? So it was always over my house and her apartment was sitting vacant. So I said, Hey, you know, let's rent out your house on Airbnb. And she was like, we make some money doing it. I was like, yeah. She was like, well, hold on. My brother's staying there, but let me make a phone call, a couple phone calls. And uh, next thing you know, we were renting our house out on Airbnb. Awesome. Awesome.
2: And then that from, from there, it just progressed to you guys becoming going out there and finding deals that you, you would wholesale. Absolutely.
1: It started with him, Kept telling me about this Nasser, Nasser. Then he went to Max Maxwell. So then I started looking up on um, both of them. And then I started doing research out, outside of that on my own. And then I found
0: Mark Witten. Mark
1: Whitten out of Baltimore. Out of Baltimore. And I started really following him. And then I went back to him. I was like, hey, we may have something with this wholesaling thing. And we had
0: another business at the time. Right. We had bought a franchise. So So, we're serial entrepreneurs. We were running three
1: locations virtually. What was the franchise? It was called Zufari Animal Rides. So if you ever went to the local mall and saw these little scooters where kids get to ride around on these scooters throughout the mall. Well, we own three locations. Wait in two, New different, Hampshire. two different
0: states. We had about 13 employees. Yeah. Mind you, we both still had our jobs, so we had people working the kiosks for us remotely, so we were earning passive income. From we the had cameras
1: at every location that came straight to our computer, <laughs> uh, straight to our phone, so we knew what was going on at all times. Yeah. And we were actually thinking at one point to scale that, because yeah. we ended up getting into the one mall that no one could get into, these MRIs couldn't get into, which was... Simon. Simon Malls. So no Simon Malls allowed these scooters into their malls. They had heard such amazing things about how we ran our operation from the GGP malls. It was like, hey, listen, we're going to give you guys a shot. You'll be the first ones. If this works out, you'll get to go into
0: um,
1: any one of our 200 other locations. So we ended up getting into it. Everything was great. And then I told my husband, like, "Mm, I think we should sell. (laughs) He was like, what? Are you crazy? And I was like, mm, "Yeah, let's sell. It's time to get out. Let's sell this and roll this all into real estate." And he was like, "All right, if that's what you think we should do." Yeah. And literally, that's what we did, and we started our we education.
0: Sold that. Yeah, we sold that business October 2017 for two x what we paid for it. Awesome. And then we investing in real estate.
2: So investing in real estate, meaning you were actually putting the money into real estate or were you investing in your business through like spending it on marketing or, you know, operating expenses or whatever? Like, tell me, where does that money go? What did you do with that money?
0: For the latter, we were investing in our education. So it took us over a year and a half to close our first deal. But we invested thousands in a mastermind. We invested in going to the REI Black Book boot camp because mm-hmm. we needed mm-hmm. to learn how to talk to sellers, how to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our mentor told us, listen, you guys, you're not ready for fix and flip. And we didn't have the capital, to be honest, to do fix and flip when we first got into it. She's like, you need to learn how to market to find motivated sellers. Yep. So she sent yep. us that Black Book. We started learning marketing. October 2017, we joined a mastermind. So we got around all these other full-time real estate investors who are doing it on a high level. So we had no choice but to raise our game and we'd already invested tens of thousands of dollars. And then, you know, that's where a lot of the initial investment the first year, year and a half went into our education, our mindset and associating around. Other successful investors.
1: And then we started to get our systems and processes in place at the same time. So we were getting our CRM systems. Mm-hmm. We were getting the software to our marketing systems. We're hiring uh, consultants. Hiring consultants
0: teach to teach
1: us specific niches that we were more interested in.
0: Cold calling. Uh, with the cold
1: calling, direct mail, things of that nature. So <laughs> that's what we were literally doing a lot of the time when we first initially got started.
2: Awesome. I think that it was really important there, uh, something that you said, that your mentor said, hey, don't – you guys aren't ready for fixing and flipping. You need to go source deals, which I think everybody that's getting into real estate – I don't care if you've got a budget of a million dollars or whatever. If you can master the art of sourcing opportunities – you will win. That is the cornerstone. That is the foundation of this business because you then you are in the driver's seat for whatever. I don't care if you want to wholesale it, flip it or hold it. It doesn't matter. If you can source it, you get the, you get the biggest profits. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. We're so huge. what a, what a smart, awesome mentor you have out there. That's incredible. So then from there, okay. So now you get out there, you're, you're putting all your systems in place. Are you taking action as you go along? the way? like, yeah. When, when was the, when was the first time you guys went out and actually talked to like a distressed property owner? You know what I mean? Like you actually went out there, It wasn't a realtor, It wasn't anybody, it was just like a real distressed property owner. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. We had, um, we were talking to people. I got a lead from a cousin yeah. who was in Alabama and the cousin was like, um, Hey, uh, I have a, someone who wants to sell their house. And I talked to her, I got the property under the contract almost got it to close and she, the seller ended up getting cold, cold feet. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, was, it was an old deal. She was like, I never met you. I don't know who you are. Yep. And at the last minute she backed out and it was like, man, this close to closing our first deal. And she backed out. And again, we, I wanted to quit at that point. But I was like, all right, we got too much money invested in our education. We got to close some deals and recoup some of this investment. But then so we it kept going.
1: It also told me, I told him, I was like, well, listen, we actually got someone. We could, we actually know it works. You know, people will sell us their home. So we just got to close it now. Like it made me think like, whereas first I was a little skeptical, like, mm, how are these people really going to just sell us their house for pennies on the dollars but when he actually got a hold of her and she was really willing, we got all the way to the, almost to the finish line and she's just like, uh, no, I'm just not going to go ahead and sell it. I was like, okay, well now I know that the method works. So yep. we got to keep
2: going. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's an amazing thing when you're actually there for the first like dozen times you're in front of these property owners and you're talking numbers with them and they're like. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And you're like, what? Yeah. This is crazy. Like, oh my gosh, like this is actually, that's the whole thing, right? That's the, the trip you take from the, the, the bridge you cross from belief to it being a fact, right? It's so important to go through. But when you're, when you're new at it and, and it's new and you're thinking to yourself that everybody wants to get the most money for their properties, it's not always true. People will trade equity for speed and convenience every day of the week.
0: Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. so it's just a,
2: it's a wonderful opportunity. Wholesaling is the best. It's a cash machine. So tell me about your it first is. tell me about the first deal that you did wholesaling.
0: The first deal, my wife actually found it on Facebook Marketplace. She was like, "Hey, we need to contact the seller, for sale by owner, they may be motivated." I called the seller, I made contact, I had conversations with them. I think they wanted like 70,000 originally. The property's worth about 100 to 120. Um, I offered like 40. They said no. But what I did was I kept them on a follow up rotation. So I kept a good rapport with the seller. They inherited, inherited the property, didn't want it. It was vacant. And every 30 days I would follow up with the seller. And I say, hey, Angie, this is Dutch this is Polite, Polite Properties. I understand you you, know, you didn't want to sell. The price didn't make sense. I'm just checking in. So every month I would call her and by the third or fourth month, she would expect the phone call. So you'd be like, oh, hey, Dedric, how's it going? I'm still not ready to sell at that price. But if you come up a little more, we can do something. So eight, nine months later, I finally got her down to 54000 We got her in the contract and we ended up selling it um, to a cash buyer for 65000 So we made $11,000 profit, our first awesome.
2: deal. Awesome. That is incredible. So real quick, just to recap, you saw a number, a phone number and an address online. And the next thing you did is you, you actually called them? Picked yep. up the phone. <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation.
0: You just picked up. Did it take you a while? Were you scared to call them? Were you nervous? Or did you just do it? I have a background in sales, so I've made thousands of cold, warm calls. I've been hung up. I I do sales. Is what I do. Yep. So I'll call anybody. I'll call Donald Trump. I'll call Vladimir Putin. I'll yep. talk to anybody on the phone. Yep. It doesn't skip me at all. See,
1: that's, that's <laughs> something... I was the opposite. So I was very afraid of talking to people. Sure, And it was more so kind of like what you had spoke about. It was more so like, what are they going to say? I was trying to imagine what they were going to say before I ever heard what they were going to say to me.
2: you hallucinate.
1: Yes. That's literally what I was doing. So it literally made me want to gag thinking about calling someone and I had anxiety. So what I did was I sat down with my husband and I role played. Yep for me to get comfortable just to talk to people and he was like babe you're a natural salesperson what are you talking about and i'm like if you don't call it sales i'm okay with it yeah but the moment tell me that's what i'm doing i
2: freeze up and i don't want no parts of it yeah that's why we call it ttp (laughs) that's why we call it talking to people (laughs) i mean that's all that's all it comes down to but but like dedrick was saying and and this is something that i'm trying to get through to all of my students in the ttp program is you need your your most of them are being too smart they're overthinking you need to take action right yes. now i don't care if you don't know what to say i don't care if you don't say anything just pick up the phone and let it dial and let somebody pick up. Because I'm Breathe. telling you, when you build that muscle, when you build that into your, into the way that you work, if something's on my desk, I call it. If something's on my, anybody in my team, if there's a lead, boom, they don't even, they don't talk to anybody. They just boom, boom, boom. And it's just. Most people just want human connection. They want a contact. They want to hear a voice. Nice. You know what I mean? And even if you don't know exactly what to say, you can figure that out. That can be taught. But the part that of, of just taking that action right now, like you were saying, I'm a sales guy. I do this thousands of times. I'll call anybody. That's how it should be because, I mean, we're just all humans. We're just human to humans. We're just talking to each other, Right. I mean, you know, there's nothing scary. They're not going to come through the phone and, like, you know, steal your eyes or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, what, what did you make on that deal?
0: Uh, 11,000.
2: Woo! Off of one cold call, baby.
0: So, our third deal, uh, less than two months later, we made 105 grand on a virtual wholesale deal.
2: Excuse me? How much?
0: 105000 on a virtual wholesale deal.
2: Okay. So uh, I think I rang the bell a little bit premature, but that's all right. I think victory is a victory. Get a so bigger let, bell. So, so yeah, I need, I need to get like a <laughs> Liberty Bell or something. How did that happen? Okay. What, what, what happened there? So
1: um, I had just started taking over our marketing and I started playing with our software to pull a list and pulling lists. So I pulled a really super, super, super filtered list of 79 names. I took those 79 names and I inputted it into Deal Machine. Yep. I pulled the pictures off of online, attached them to the postcards, sent them out. The wife um, of the owner called back and said, hey, we have a property. You sent us a postcard. We're looking to sell. So that was the very first call Bingo. I had actually taken. Oh, um, right. So I was like shaking. My hands were shaking. I was started to like sweat. So I was like, "Oh, great!" And it's kind of like you said, everything will just start to come to you as you're talking. Yep. And that's literally what happened. Everything started to come to me. Like, "Hey, so how much do you want for it? You know, is it occupied, vacant?" So I got all the information, hung up the phone. I had to breathe. My husband was like, "Breathe." She
0: almost passed out. Breathe. Like, Hyperventilating.
1: <laughs> he was like, "Just to breathe." To a he was like, see, it was okay. And I said, yeah, it's fine. I, everything went great. Like gave him the information. And he was like, okay. He was a little nonchalant at first. And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, so where's the address? At I said, it's in Boston. And he was like, okay. He pushed, typed in the address into Google.
2: Yeah.
1: All of a sudden he turns around and he's like, do you know where this property is? I said, no. <laughs> he was like, this is in the red zone. And I'm like, okay, where?
2: What's the red zone? Yeah,
1: <laughs> the red zone. He was like, like, yeah. yo, this is yo. He was like, yo, get him back on the phone. I'm like, well, she said she'll have him call me back. When? When did he? She say that he's gonna call back. She said she was just gonna have him call me back. Well, I'm gonna call him tomorrow if we don't hear from him. Yep. And that's exactly what he did. He called him the next day. The next day. And it, this was a process because this guy was already rich. He lived in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, he had a brownstone in New York, retired software executive, inherited a property in the 80s in Boston, triplex. Hadn't been there in decades. He didn't even know if, if there was tenants in it. if he was getting rent. He was already a millionaire yeah. from what I researched on him. And he was just like, hey, you know, pay, give me a half a million for the house that's yours. I don't have a mortgage on it. I don't even know who's in there. Maybe squatters in there. So I started like 375, he wanted a half a million. But the ARV, so this is a three unit triplex in Boston, in yeah. Dorchester,
2: yeah.
0: with super high area. The ARV on these triplexes as a condo conversion when you could, you renovate each floor and you can sell it for half a million per yeah. floor. Yeah. are one point five million. million. he yeah. only wanted three thousand. So this was virtual. We're in North Carolina. The property in Boston, the sellers in Jersey. So we finally negotiate over a couple months back and forth. We get them the 475. So I lock it up on the 475. I give myself 90 days to close because there were squatters in the property. We couldn't even get into the property to take a look at it. We didn't know if those termites or falling apart, but we knew where it was at. Yep. I sent out to some cash buyers that we knew from Boston. We ended up finding a cash buyer to pay 585. So we had a, you know, we double closed it. Um, we mm-hmm. made a $105,000 wholesale fee on that.
1: And our acquisitions manager... And Boston made, made ten thousand.
2: Nice.
0: Early good And
1: he made ten thousand. And the only thing he did was he went to the house to see if he can gain access. Yeah. No one came to the door. He left, and he got a check for ten thousand. Ten
0: percent. Literally. <laughs> right. that, you, I know why. You guys, you
2: guys are very generous. Because, dinners, because people- I mean. The owner doesn't even live there. You guys don't live there. What do you need an acquisition manager for, you know? Just send somebody from Craigslist to take pictures. Right. Easy. Now, look,
1: and we learned from that one, too. We was like, we'll never doing that again. So, you,
2: And that's really interesting. I'm telling you, I've been doing this with land, land that's far, or, or any deals that I have an hour or two away. I put a, I put a posting on Craigslist for somebody to take pictures, And they go take pictures, take video, send it to me. Fifty bucks. Oh wow! Fifty bucks. Because I mean, and and they've met homeowners. They're like, yeah, I'm just here to take pictures. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really, it's been awesome. Really awesome. Yeah.
0: Yes,
1: literally, that's what we do now. Is we call people that we know. We say, hey, listen, we'll pay you fifty dollars, hundred dollars to go take some pictures. That's it. And they're like. Oh, okay.
2: No problem. Yeah. If you post a Craigslist in different areas, you're going to find somebody you really like that's really responsive, that's either, you know, whatever, retired in college, whatever. And then you just send them out there. Every time you get a deal, they take pictures and boom, life's good. I love right. it. So how, wait, so what'd you net net on that? What what went into your guys' hey. personal accounts?
0: We netted after paying the lawyer fees and everything, probably around 90, 95K, yep. something like that. So now we're officially cash buyers. We're no longer wholesalers now. Like we're taking stuff down. One deal like that, guys, can change your life.
2: Well, and that's exactly it. And that's something that, you know, I mentioned at the talk that we had in St. Louis. Once you do, I want people on this podcast and I want everybody in my program and I want everybody listening or whatever. You got to get a deal that's over $50,000 as soon as you can. Get a $50,000 deal because the chemistry in your brain changes forever All of a sudden, that confidence comes. All of a sudden, the worries go away. All of a sudden, you make more than you ever thought that you would see in one opportunity like that easily. And all of a sudden, you can start. Doing it again and again and again and again and again. And then all of a sudden you start buying assets. All of a sudden with those assets, you get passive cash flow and then you're living the life, doing whatever the hell you want. And it's like unbelievable, right? But it starts with changing that what's going on in your brain for sure. Yep. So talk to me about your guys' mindset. Talk to me about you guys. You said that, Crystal, you said you're a serial entrepreneur that once, once you get onto it, it's going. Like there's no other option.
1: Right. So I've had my own business since I was 18 years old. And I've always, even when I was working for someone else or working in corporate America, I've always had a business on the side. And I've always been working towards a business. So when I met him... It was more so I needed to make sure we clicked mentally on a uh, long-term level more so than just physical. We know there's physical right. connection. <laughs> I needed to make sure it was going in the same direction right. as me. Yeah.
2: And, right.
1: And, partnership. and nothing wrong with marrying an employee, but you got to understand that's who you're marrying yep. is an employee. Yep. So I can't marry an employee and then get mad that he's not an entrepreneur a year in. Yep. So I knew I had when we had our first business meeting date and we were interviewing each other.
0: It was an interview. Literally, it was a date, but
1: it was like <laughs> an interview. <laughs> it was so. Hey, what I asked him: What's your five-year goals? What's your ten-year goals? Yeah. You do you plan on living here forever? What type of business do you want to own? Not do you want to own a business? What type of business do you want to own? There's a difference yeah. in how you present that question to people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's when he started spilling his um, background on what he does and how, you know, he's an entrepreneur and he loves things. So we connected on just being entrepreneurs. So I knew if he's an entrepreneur, that's all I needed. Yep. And we literally took it from there. Once our mindsets
0: we're clicking: Yeah our goals were aligned, so she's a visionary. I'm the integrator oh, in our relationship. so that's she's a type that can see an idea or see a vacant lot, and her mind automatically sees it as its is full potential, the ARV of that. so she'll see a, a restaurant. In our area, and she'd be like, "Well, if that was a seafood restaurant, the line would be around the corner." Mm-hmm. Six years later, they converted to a seafood restaurant, and they got a line around the corner. I'm like, "How did you do that?" Like, <laughs> she's a visionary. Her creativity is just amazing, and I'm the integrator. So as she's explaining her ideas and her ambitions to me, my mind automatically goes to how do we execute this? Who do I need to call? What connections do I need to pull in? So that it just works perfectly together.
1: Which is why we got into like land development mm-hmm. and. I don't say this is for every new investor and things of that nature, but we were maybe three or four months in and we were buying land. Mm-hmm. New investors and we're purchasing land. And I land. mean, tons of land. And people's like, what are you doing? Like, wholesalers don't do that. One, we're not wholesalers. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so we're investors.
1: People can't see the value in that right now. Whereas <laughs> we just started and I was like, oh no, we need this land. I'm literally marketing to just landowners. I love it. Because of the vision that I would ask
0: her, like, there's no house on it. It's not going to produce any income. Why do we want this? And she's (laughs) like, I can see a subdivision. I can see Politeville being here. I can see apartment complexes. (laughs) Some
1: of the land that we got now under contract, I saw it way ahead of time. And now it's major development going on right there.
2: Yeah. Oh, land's so exciting. I mean, I absolutely love it, especially land that's in town, right? That's where you get your nice. big, your biggest profits. So, right. There's three types of land. There's in town. There's stuff that's on the bubble of town, right? Kind of 45 minutes. Yes. And then there's raw land. And we're not talking about raw land in the middle of nowhere. We're talking about in town. That's where the big money is made. I'm telling you people, if you are listening to this, there is so much potential in Vacant properties, even if you do yes. want to, even if you want to wholesale it. Now they're taking it down for the long term, but even if you want to wholesale it to people, yeah, there's, too. we've made huge amounts off of raw land. It's, it's, I mean, off of vacant land. It is, it is really, really exciting, but I wanted to touch on something real quick. I'm going to pull it back real quick because there's a, there's two books as you guys were talking that flashed in my mind as you guys are talking. One is the cash flow quadrant. By uh, Robert Kiyosaki in that it talks about the four type of personalities or four type, not necessarily personalities, but roles that you can have when it comes to work. Right. You can be an employee. Right. You can be self-employed like a dentist or attorney or a doctor or something like that. You can be a business owner right? This is where you own the business. You're not like operating it as an employee. And then there's an investor. That's the four quadrants. Check it out. It'll do a billion times better explanation than I just did. And then the second book you talked about was that popped in my mind was Traction, which talks about there being a visionary and an integrator and being able to. And I think that that is absolutely critical when it comes to any kind of partnership there has to be somebody that's the integrator and somebody that is the visionary. And if you try to do both, if the integrator is saying, I do all the work visionary, you're lazy, you don't do anything, you just come up with ideas and and do whatever. If you start getting that bitterness, that friction, that partnership's not going to work. That partner, not, that, that integrator not, is always going to be looking over their shoulder at the visionary and being like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm doing, I'm producing all the income. I'm getting all the deals. I'm doing all these things. It's going to get bitterness. It's going to be gross and it's going to turn into a disaster. So just watch that carefully. So it sounds like to you guys, you guys love, I mean, it sounds like you love that Crystal is the visionary and you're just out there doing what you do, what
0: you love. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It takes pressure off you. Like, I love
1: being the visionary. Yep. I love that I married an integrator because it takes pressure off me knowing that someone else has my back. Yep. I don't say we ever have any weaknesses, but that's just not my strength. Yep. And we don't step on each other's toes. He let me be who I am. I let him be who he is. If someone comes at me with something that I know is an integrator question or issue, I say, Hey, listen, you want to talk to my husband in regards to that? I don't handle that part of it. Yep, and He does the same. Yep. So we compliment each other like yin and yang.
2: Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Now you guys, let's get into some meat and potatoes on sourcing deals. You guys have been literally rewriting uh, the code that goes into Deal Machine <laughs> app, the, the driving for dollars app that is, uh, in my opinion, the absolute best on the market, uh, Deal Machine. Um, but you guys have really, like, you took Deal Machine and just like supercharged it, right? I mean, you, <laughs> you've been slicing it up and David should be paying you royalties at this point, right? right.
0: <laughs> tell him we We need some equity, Dave. <laughs> that <was
2: That's> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so, so tell me, how, how do you use, how do you get deals from driving for dollars
0: oh my goodness so this is the vp of lead generation like like he said she has hacked deal machine like she's used this app in ways they need they have never imagined it would be used and deal machine's actually added those features and functionality in based off of how crystal has used deal machine yep. and we just hit our one year anniversary using deal machine April and it's more am- it's amazing the amount of land mobile home complexes, apartment building, houses, we've been able to wholesale and take down using Deal DealMachine. Yep. Um, talk a little bit about how you, how you use it.
1: Um, I use it every way possible. <laughs> <laughs> and because we were afraid to get into direct mail marketing, we were afraid to get into it because we didn't know how. And everyone kept saying, every time we go somewhere, they say, oh, you need forty, fifty thousand 50,000 a month. Mailers, mailers going out. You know those you big guys save. from
0: Arizona and LA, like, oh, I send out forty thousand a That's month, right. and my budget's fifty thousand. We're like, look, we don't have that type of type of budget. Right. So We found Deal Machine. We're like, we can send about fifty to a hundred a month
1: for forty thousand. Right. So. And once we once I found the app, my husband was like, no, no, it's just gonna be like everything else. And I said, okay, great, we're using it.
0: <laughs>
1: so I downloaded it and I started using it he had no idea i just started using it put and he just you know at that point i was like hey slow down every time we were driving slow down let me get this house let me get this house let me get this house
0: like right,
1: what are you doing and all of a sudden i fired my boss june 8th i took i kind of took as a wife and a mother you don't really take a break but i said let me give me one week to just digress and yeah. not have to really do anything i've been working for 7 years let me just take a minute so i took one week came back um, into the business and we had three contracts and he was like, man, this cold calling. Cause we were doing cold calling. Yeah. And that was like our number one. Yeah. And he, man, this cold calling is really taken off. And I was like, uh, no, those are, those are deal machine leads. Yeah. He was like, deal machine, what's deal that? Machine. <laughs> <laughs> like, the app that I'm using. He was yeah. like, "What's that app?" Yeah. And he looked at the app and he was like, well, how are you using this? So I broke it down to him. It was more so like I needed it to fit what I what our my vision was for us. Yeah. I tailored it to certain areas. I learned and studied the demographics in our area, and I tailored my marketing to the demographics in our area. I knew I wanted us to take down land. Everybody else, including him, thought I was crazy. Yeah. I said, nope. We gotta own as much land You're as possible no land. in this city. Yeah. So I started putting land into deal machine. Yeah. Deal machine had, is not equipped to really put land into it. Right. So I kept playing with
0: it. She would take pictures of like trees of the woods.
1: <laughs> People don't know that they ain't that land, you know. Yeah. So I take random pictures um, and put it in. But deal machine wasn't set up for it. So I just had to find a little hack yeah. in order to get it in get the, the land in there take. to get the address to take to get the mailing address to take as well as the shipping address. Yep. And once I got the first one in, I was like off and running to the races. Then I started tailoring it to other marketing that I wanted to specifically target. Yep. I wanted us to have, we had started learning a lot about mobile home parks. Yep. I said, you know what? Let me do some reverse engineering, find out these mobile home park owners directly. And I started um, inputting them. Well, a lot of mobile home park owners, some of them actually live in their mobile home parks. Sure. They don't. But you can't put, you know how mobile home parks have those weird numbers. They don't have like an, lot an, a lot number, they have addresses. Yeah. So I did pull, do some research to get the actual mailing addresses to these individuals. And then the ones who didn't and they had the lot numbers. I did some real funky reverse engineering to get physical addresses Mm -hmm. uh, for them that the city would say, hey, this is their physical address, but this is their lot number. So I had to start to get their physical addresses that would be considered the lot number. And I put that into deal machine. So I just started tailoring it to work for how I needed it to work for. And then in the process. I built out a deal finder program mm-hmm. and I started with my mother. I had her driving for us first. Yep. I worked out all our kinks with her. She's retired. That's all she had time. She was like, "Hey, not a problem. She has to drive, make some extra cash, and I worked out all of our best practices through her before I said, "Hey, let me take on 80 million deal finders." Yep. I worked out our entire system with her, and then we started to expand to other individuals. Love it. Created a private Facebook page where we can it's communicate with, with them just for our dear deal finders. Are they, are
2: they all on your deal machine account? Yeah. They're all yeah. linked. All of them so are linked. Really how many account. do you have?
1: Uh, right now, we probably have about 45, 50, Come on. Right?
0: All and over the U.S. All over the
1: U.S. What so we get
0: leads from to? Baltimore, from Cincinnati, places we've never even been. Yeah. But because we have deal finders in these cities, we'll get a lead and we'll be like, yeah, we'll buy it.
1: Yep. <laughs> and we will. What I tell people, though, is if it's in a different state. So like we have property in Cleveland yeah. for us to buy and hold it. It has to be a multifamily. Yeah. So if you find anyone out there, if you're looking and you want to be a part of BePolite Properties, if you're just looking for properties, if it's a multifamily, definitely send it our way. If it's in another state, that is what we'll buy and hold. Anything else? We'll
0: hold? Um, social media, just look up be Polite Properties on right. Facebook.
1: And you'll get be all that our Properties information
0: and message us and inbox us on social media. Yep, somebody
1: at one of our admins will get you their uh, personal email address and depending on what you're doing. What I will say yeah. is please don't sign up to be a deal finder. And all you're looking to do is for us to help you on your deals, because that's what we ended up having. People's like, hey, Uh I want to be a deal finder. And then because they know they have access to us, if we want our deal finders to eventually graduate into wholesaling, into investing, buying and holding, people will say, hey, I want to be a deal finder. Great. Sign up. The very next day, they'll email one of our admins like, hey, could you send this deal to Mister or Missus Polite for them to take a look at? I have like ten days that I have to close on this, or I have to
0: giving people ideas. Take
1: it down. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's what we're getting now. So I'm like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. So, so tell them how we pay our
0: deal finders. Well, how
1: we pay them is we pay them two ways. We pay them a commission payout.
0: Yeah, of course,
1: ten percent, fifteen percent, and twenty percent, depending on what level you are with us. Okay. Um, then we pay them per approved lead. So just to give you an example, we had um one of our deal finders, we paid out on the thirtieth. He made five hundred and eighty six dollars for just approved leads.
0: Love it. it was a- it's two bucks per lead or
1: a dollar per so out of a for a dollar per approved lead, if you're in like a hot market, we'll do two dollars. So if you're in like a Boston market, Phoenix. a Charlotte market, a Phoenix market, really competitive markets where the spread is bigger, yep. we'll give you two dollars per approved lead. And an approved lead is just a lead that fits our buying criteria.
0: Got mail.
1: Um
2: that we actually send a mailer to. And this, this, is just, is... this is just a rundown house. This isn't they've talked to the owner and they want an <laughs> offer. This That's is just it. an address. They
0: don't That's have to just... do anything. They just submit an address. We we pay for the mailer. We talk to the seller. We negotiate. $2, and they $2 give an it. address? Yep. Holy Our God. approved
2: address.
1: Uh, who approves it? Well, we have yeah. a deal machine manager now who approves it. Before, I used to.
2: Um, yeah. I don't. What's the criteria? Just It has to be in X shape and have equity and... That type of thing, yeah.
0: Like no mortgage, absentee owner. You know, typical distress factors, uh,
1: um, or it. the yeah. owner occupied. So we do in hot markets. Um, yeah. Like one of the properties we just took down now is an owner occupied. Yep. And because I found it had no mortgage, yep. Owner occupied. She's looking to sell. So certain markets we will will we mail to basically everything, including corporate owned, including LLCs. We let li- everything fits in a bucket unless it was just purchased within the last few years. Right. Yeah.
2: So you filter all that and say, hey, out of the 300 you sent in, 215 of those are cool. I'll give you $430. There you go.
1: Right. Wow.
2: Okay. I like that. And then you just keep them on a mail drip. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's it why don't you call and one down? of them literally one of our deal clients, oh, we do, we do.
0: you
2: know
1: we talk to people yeah so the ones
0: that that we don't hear from from deal machine we send them to our cold callers and we start blasting them on the phone absolutely. and we text message them while so, they're
2: still being mailed to we use a multi love coach. this guys i absolutely love it i i think it's incredible i really do i mean it's it's such a smart way to go here's the thing in, in competitive markets, I am telling you, San Diego, uh, Phoenix, Seattle, Miami, New York, all these areas that are super Chicago, if you're not driving for dollars, good luck. Okay, there is people that have budgets of $100,000 a month and there's probably 10 of them in your market and they what? will drown those sellers and absentee owners in direct mail, in text <laughs> blasts, in voicemail blasts. You name it, right? I mean it's just yep. crazy. So the only way that you can really get a foothold and even if you're just in a, if you're in a smaller market, drive for dollars. Those people have to do something. They either yes. have to sink a bunch of money into it, which they don't have, or they have to sell it to a cash investor because it's too beat up. It's genius. Absolutely.
1: Best genius. list hands down. Hands and you, down.
2: Said
1: it, you said it before. Listen, if you're driving for dollars, Dedrick said it at the conference. You're driving for dollars. That's the best list to have. And mailing on, say, Deal Machine, because that's what we um, started with, yeah. us on the playing field of those investors who are spending the hundred thousands of yep. dollars because our list is a filtered list. It's the best list to have. We've seen these houses firsthand. Yep. So we're yep. making that same return. We're just not spending the money that they
2: are. I love it. I love it, guys. Incredible. And now your business is just rock and rolling. Is that what you focus on, is just driving for dollars?
1: No. Our actual first lead gen is cold calling. Nice. So we started with cold calling first, and that's still our number one. We outsource it. We outsource it. Yep. Um,
0: Pass us the warm leads.
1: And they pass us through our email. It actually goes right into our CRM system. Yep. And anyone that we don't get cold calling, then we mail to them. I love it.
2: I love it. Well, of course I love it. I'm the talk to people guy, right? And we don't, we don't call it cold calling. We just call it TTP or phone prospecting. Sounds a little bit sexier, but. I, I love it. I mean, you, you're, you're doing the, the key to this whole business, the key to sourcing opportunities is just to have consistent quality conversations with distressed yeah. property owners. That's it. It's that simple. So if you're, if you're able to do that on your time, on your schedule, it's just, it's hugely powerful. So, um, to wrap this thing up guys, cause we are already at 45 minutes on this podcast. Um, tell people about, you've got some exciting things coming up and you've got some exciting ways that people can reach out to you and be in your world and understand this amazing system that you're putting together for your Driving for Dollars training. So why don't, why don't you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, so we're actually going to be starting to record our course next week. We have our videographer coming in. It's going to be the polite method of how we drive for dollars and how we've exploded our business using Driving for Dollars and Deal Machine. In order to find out and get on the list, the early you know, notification list, go to the polite method dot com the polite method and brand if you can post it below the show notes yep the polite method.com. all you have to do is put in your name and email address you'll be first notified when we launch that course in the next 30 to 60 days and you
1: also get our free ebook um yep. when you sign up but that course should drop by june 8th um of this year awesome. my one year anniversary of firing my boss nice we have a couple of conferences coming up so we'll be in chicago um for a real estate cruise July 14th. Um, we'll be down there. We'll be I will actually be in Miami. My husband will be joining me for a women's conference, which is called um, Women in Real Estate Dominating Wired in Miami, Florida, August 9th through 11th. So any women who are really interested in being in the room, in the middle of the conversation, surrounded by women who do this every day, definitely check that conference out. You can go to, um, I think it's wired.com. Or you can follow me on social media. You'll see the information posted on uh, my social media accounts as well. You can find us on all social media platforms under "Be Polite Properties." It costs nothing to be polite.
2: That's right. Yes, <laughs> sir. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. I think that I mean this. I think this this uh, episode is definitely going to be watched again and again and again, and listened to again and again and again. And I just really, really appreciate that. And I'm really excited. Guys, if you are in North Carolina, you got to look up these guys and you got to be around them wherever they're at. Find them, stalk them, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But find them, be around them. And, um, you know, definitely if you're interested in exploding your business from a uh, driving for dollars standpoint, which I highly recommend, make yes. sure you guys go to their website, get set for that and get that as soon as it comes out in what June 8th Is that what you said? June 8th. It'll drop by June 8th. June 8th. It is dropping. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate, it is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Go check it out. Look at all the testimonials. Look at what it it all, everything that you get when you're part of the program and you get to work with me personally. I mentor you. I'd be so excited to work with you. Check it out. Set up a call. See if it, see if it is a right fit for you. If you are looking to get the driving for dollars app, the deal machine app uh ttp is a discount code that you can use to get nine dollars <laughs> off on that so rock and roll with that and again thank you guys you guys are the best i'm really excited uh, to the
1: best to, thank uh, you for having us you thank got you. It.
2: i'm excited for this for your program you know, to come out we come, out.
1: In, we come in, in to arizona in july so we come in
2: in-house Good. we're about to stalk you Good, out. perfect you come stock me i love it all right guys until next time see ya